Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Green Room Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Colin Mitchell. Colin, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you, Bruni? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. And uh, now this week, last week we had Rod Brown on. This week we're moving back to the linebacker spot. We got Larry Nixon, the third on um, senior linebacker for North Texas. Larry, how are you today? I'm doing really good. How you doing? I'm I'm doing great. Uh, I was looking through how long you've been at North Texas now. I knew you were going to open this. <laughs> it's, this is year six? Six, man. I got, here was, I got here when I was 17. I'm 22 now. Damn. 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 Who, I mean, who, you, who you telling? <laughs> who you telling, man? Well, well because obviously we, we covered the team back, you know, we – Started covering the team in 2017, mm-hmm. so so we've been there for you since you you know 2018 basically your your first year where it was our second year covering the team, and it's always been like Larry Nixon man Larry Nixon I remember in like 2019 I was like you know this Larry Nixon guy is showing some flashes, yeah. and he just kept building on that building on that. Now we're going to year six where you're an all conference player. Uh, does it do you feel old or is it wisdom? What was uh... the feeling? More, man, old and wisdom at the same time, really. Like, you know, six years of football, five years of football, man, you know, it's tough on you, but it's all good, though. I like, you know, I love it. You know, I love what I do. Love being a, you know, love being the example for everybody, you know what I'm saying? Been here so long, you know. Yeah. I mean, you're not like Austin Ani yet, where you're. Yeah, nah, nah, I still, I got, man, we came, me and Austin came in together, actually, and he was way older than me then. He's still way older than me, so. You got me beat. <laughs> um, well, I mean, first, let's just um, we can start with like last year and your career, I guess, to this point. Um, what has, I guess, in a big picture, what has it been like for you at North Texas? Just what has kept you there? Obviously, with a lot of people transferring, moving around everywhere, uh, what has been? What is it about North Texas that's kept you there and uh, keeps you playing? Well, really, this is this is home for me, man. I'm from I'm from down the street, Fort Worth, Texas. You know what I'm saying? So that that's really one big thing for me that that kept me staying. And you know, I have a lot of hope for this place. You know what I'm saying? This is my this is my only offer. You know what I'm saying? And like loyalty is a big thing for me. And so like you know they 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 uh, took a chance on me, and you know I just wanted to stick around. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm still here today, really. So. Was that kind of you? Kind of had the same mindset during the coaching change as well obviously uh, and, and i would say everyone did because i think rod brown brought up how y'all are like really close and that and that really helped and y'all like to you know like you said north texas is is where they want to be did yeah. that kind of have the same mindset no it really yeah it really is you know i love i love everybody in my defensive room you know what i'm saying like even like kevin jordan brown you know i came up i came up with these guys too you know what i'm saying like it and my brothers man for real and i like that I take that seriously like i, I really like I really take that seriously, man. Like, I, I really want to be one. I don't, I don't want to be nowhere else. And I don't like, I don't like meeting new people. You know what I'm saying? So, that, that's really fair enough. Same with me. Same with me. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. I don't like meeting new people either. Um, I mean, hey, Kevin's been here. Kevin got here in what 2019? 2019. Yeah, year after me. Year after. He's he's not young either anymore. Crazy. He up there with me for real. So yeah. I remember him getting coming here from Judson because I'm from San Antonio, so I knew oh, yeah. I knew about him early. But um, you, you mentioned Kevin and Jordan. We can just start talking about them. Um, what what are those guys? What is their uh, what has their approach been? 
Uh, what have you seen from them? And just how confident are you in this linebacker group? Obviously, with KD now uh, moving on. Uh, we always got we we've always had uh, good players like Jordan Brown. He does his thing on special teams. It's time for him to step up and play into that role. And Kevin, you know, Kevin always been that that guy to come in and he, he does what he has to do every time. You know, he's always been a good player. Even even from when he first got here, he's always been a good player. So you know, I, I'm I'm really excited to see what we're gonna do as a, a linebacker room and then what we do as a defense in general and offense as well. Even even on on that side of the ball too as well. Go ahead, Colin. Earlier you brought up, you know, or I guess Bruni brought up your, you getting older and being more wise. Is that kind of helping you, I guess, become a more of a leader in the locker room, especially after KD's left? Oh, definitely. And uh, one thing for me, I'm like, I'm more of a like lead by example guy. Like I've never been much of a, much of a vocal guy. And like, and that, like that, the change for me is really like becoming more of a vocal guy now. And like, and, you know, like still lead by example, but also like bring the team with me, like with my words and my wisdom as well. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. How have you what adjusted was... to that? Oh, sorry. No, go ahead, Con. Uh, you know, like so, I gave my first speech to the team uh, this past Tuesday. Like, like you know, like a little pre-practice speech. You know, like, you know, it wasn't it wasn't that good, but you know, it just takes practice. It's, it's, like, it's like something you practice. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've always been like a, a like a natural leader, but like, it's it's harder for me to like get in a group. You know, get in a yeah. group and then actually like you know speak to a group rather than like one on one. That's 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 my thing. I'm more of a one on one person. Bring bring guys with me. Like that's that's the kind of person I am. So that's a that's a good point because a lot of times, like at least for me, uh, in a group setting, it's like you imagine something in your head or you rehearse something in your head, and then you get there and you're just kind of like, oh, I don't know how that yeah, sounds. The exact like same way, man. I promise you, I'm like the exact <laughs> exact same way. Yeah, I started coaching a, a ninth grade AAU team, um, basketball team, and so I kind of had the same thing where it's just like, all right, I say this, and then I get there, and I'm like. Uh, I don't really know how they're going to take this. So then I kind of yeah, just flip yeah. it and stuff. So, but yeah, you're right. Like one-on-one -on -one teaching is a lot easier as far as when you're like the experienced one, you're the teacher mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So that is something that you'll, you'll get better at it uh, with time. Uh, that's what spring's for. That's yeah, spring's no, exactly, for. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Exactly. So I'm just going to keep working on it, you know, so I can be yeah. that guy for everybody. You know, everybody can lean on me. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Um, I want to talk a little bit about last year for y'all because it was – a we talked about with Rod a bit, just going through the ups and downs of the season, but then playing in the conference championship game. Um, so, you you know, y'all were playing for something the whole time, even though y'all had the ups, the downs, and all that stuff. What was that like for you to go through that season and, you know, know that it was kind of a, a big year for y'all? It was really more of like a mental thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you said, we were going up and down, but, you know, it's, it's really just thinking about, like, on the other side, like if we keep pushing and keep grinding together, what's gonna come out of this? And you know, we did get to the championship game, we did get to a bowl game. Sadly, you know, we didn't come out on top of those like we wanted to, but it was really just a great experience, like being part of that, like being that atmosphere, man. Like I I remember like I remember the championship game, like being on the field, like just coming out the tunnel, like that I remember those are the things you remember, you know what I'm saying? This is like experience that you remember. And like I really want to get back to that. Like and that's that's really what's pushing me now. Like I want to get back to that. I want to be able to, you know, get, get have that feeling again, like you know what I'm saying. So, is is there a moment? I mean, you kind of mentioned remembering that, but is there a moment in your career that you like look back on, like that was the highlight, like that's the highlight of your career, like that's the moment you'll you'll remember forever, or do you, or are you kind of, you know, just what, what is do you have that moment? I guess. I I mean, like so, I guess like 
one big moment for me was like my sophomore year when we played Rice. Like I, like this is my, this is like my first ever play ever like that. I, like I did myself. I caused a fumble. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that, that that's that's one play I always remember in my mind and like having that feeling and everything. But like other than that, like uh, I couldn't say anything other than that right now at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, like last year was a great like it was a great year and a great learning experience for me. You know, like you know me, like just sitting back and like just watching things happen and, and like being part of it and like so so really like you know I, I hope we can make more memories like that in this next coming up season for real. Moving on to the the new season, how are you adjusting to the the new uh, defensive coaching staff and the new schemes that they've been putting in place? Uh, at first, honestly, like I was kind of like skeptical and nervous about everything, but but like getting them in, like and Capone, he's a great coach, like he knows what he's talking about. Coach Crash, my linebacker coach, he's a, he's a great dude. He know he knows exactly what we need to be doing, and like he knows how to handle us really well. Like these coaches know how to handle us really well, and like and like that that that's like one big thing for like us like as a defense. Like you know what I'm saying? We, you know. Do uh do you talk to Coach Jennings at all? Uh yeah um yeah uh, back a little bit not not as much you know you know um he was here a few years ago as well, yeah. and then also uh when my my pops was in college. Jennings was the safeties coach back in Sam Houston as well, so you know they're they're pretty tied in pretty well too. So yeah, damn, you're you're dating, um, put, putting a date on Coach Jennings, saying your dad played for him. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I remember Coach Jennings that first stint. Uh, I talked to him a little bit. Um, so I, I I didn't know if you had if you you know we're still tight from that a little bit, even though it's different positions. But um, as far as linebackers go in this scheme. What do you think will be the main difference for y'all coming out of, you know, Phil Bennett's scheme going into to this scheme? Is there any anything that stands out to you as far as something you'll do more of, do less of, anything like that? And you can be know, as specific as you want. I got you. I know for myself, uh, I'm playing out in space more and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm fine with that. You know, I'm, I'm a fast guy. You know, I, like, I love I love covering. I love, I, you know, I love making plays, love tackling. You know what I'm saying? That's a big thing. Um, you know, for inside backers, you know, there's a lot of hidden for them and everything. So, and I don't got, I don't got to be a part of that as much. And that, like, that's lovely for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm not, you know, what I'm, saying? I'm not, in the, I'm not, and I mix no more like that. So, that's yeah. really one big thing for like for myself, like playing Sam being more in space and, and you know, that's that's yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta take care of your body in year six. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah for real. They're taking care of me for real, like literally, like taking care of me for real. That's good. Funny. Um, what's your goal during the spring game? Like, is it is it momentum or is it like figuring a couple of things out? Because I've always wondered that with players. Is it, you know, are you just out there to play or is there like a specific goal in mind moving into spring game? Uh, for me per- personally, um, it's just be perfect. Like strive for perfection in everything I do. Don't don't miss any big assignments, you know, be fly to the ball, run to the ball. Um, um, just be locked in every play, you know what I'm saying? And be able to like, like I said earlier, like lead, like keep leading the team being the defense, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's one big thing for me. That's one big thing for me has been like for the whole spring actually. We we talked we've talked about Kevin and we've talked about Jordan a bit. Um who are some young players on this defense or if you want to do linebackers, you can do that too that have st- stood out to you that are guys that you think we should know about or we should talk about. Uh young players, uh, Carson Crops, he's not young. He's as old as me, but he's he's coming up. He's coming up. He's coming up. <laughs> Carson has been Carson has been balling. He, Carson has yeah. been balling. He, he's gonna be he's gonna be a big part of the defense this year. Uh, Jalen Smith played a lot of special teams last year. He's a 
behind me. He he knows we do. Uh, he knows we're doing pretty well. Uh, Ethan Ethan Waslowski coming up to as well as Grady Brewer. Everybody we've been like as a, as in a, in a room we've all been coming up together like like we are everybody's on top of their things and so like we're gonna be pretty, we're gonna be pretty deep in that linebacker room this this coming up season. All right, I'll t- you know, we can we can we'll get Carson on and tell him that you called him young initially when we. <laughs> And then swapped it to old, like immediately. Yeah, old. <laughs> and then immediately called him old. He's 23. He's 23. I'm 22. He's older than me. Um, who's the oldest guy on the team now? Do you know? Um, I'd have to think about that. I, maybe Carson. No, no, no. John Davis. John Davis. John Davis is 24 years old. John Davis is old. <laughs> John Davis is old. He's, he's seventh seventh year, man. So he got me beat. Everybody talking about some some uh, six years, six years. He's seventh year, so yeah, yeah, I gotta get on him first. That's that's getting close to a decade. That's <laughs> and it's crazy because like I was thinking about this the other day. I've been here for half a decade, yeah. half a decade. I wasn't yeah. even in high school that long. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is crazy when you think about it. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I, love it. I love it though. You know, like yeah, for sure. Um, want to be nowhere else. Yeah. For I'm sure, back. Rod Brown said he he squats five eighty five. <laughs> what do you squat, man? Five, five twenty five. Five. You're in, the, you're in the fives. There oh yeah, go. no, no, no. We we live. Yeah, we live. We live. Don't get me wrong. My leg. Don't ask me about my bench though. Don't ask me about my bench. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a leg guy. I'm more of a leg guy. Love leg day. Oh man. Do you it's have like a match? Go on what bench? Yeah, no, 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 on uh, on squat. Uh, what did I do last time? Uh, uh, oh, 195 plus 10, 25. I can imagine adding all those. Yeah, yeah 535, 545. Okay, all right, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's that's good. Well, then, I mean, technically, you know, if you go by like ratio of weight to oh, yeah, weight. pound for pound, yeah, pound for pound, yeah, I'm there. Pound for pound, I think you got Rod Brown beat. All right, we'll have to update the leaderboard, <laughs> update the squat leaderboard. That's funny. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get mine in, see, see what my ratio is here. <laughs> um, all right, let's see what else we got, Colin. Anything else? Uh, I was gonna ask the uh, the question we always like to end with if, oh, yeah. if you're ready for that. Um, so we ask everybody. What's a specific hobby that they have that's that's different that's not really related to football or skill that's not related to football? So, like DeAndre Torrey a couple of years ago said that he's a big bowling guy. Uh, okay. Rob Brown last week said that he just likes to sit on the couch, watch movies, and eat some food. So, so what's yours? Oh uh, man, I had to give up a lot of my hobbies, but I'm a good dad now. I'm a good dad Ooh, now. There, there you go. go. Congrats. Yeah. I use that when I use that. I'm a good dad, man. I like that's, to be a good dad. That's one of my hobbies, taking my son, just playing with him, messing with him, like going to the park, whatever. I love doing that. That's one that I love yeah. doing. And then uh, sport. If you didn't play football, what's your second best sport? Man, we playing tennis. Ugh. Tennis. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> we playing tennis. We playing tennis. No, no, no head injuries, no nothing. I'm playing tennis, man. I should have started with really. And they get paid too. And they get paid too. I should have played. That tennis. was I was uh, not expecting that answer. Bernie's a big tennis yeah. guy. He plays tennis, like right. Like I'm he, a big he's tennis like guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I played yeah. tennis and basketball in high school. Those were my those were my two. 
That's funny. That's awesome. Um, yeah, Rod Brown said shot put. He's doing shot put apparently. I didn't. I didn't check to see the stand. Or he's doing it next. He lied. <laughs> he, he lied to y'all. He not doing no shot put. <laughs> oh, he not no. doing it. No. What you mean he's not doing it? He not. He not no shot put. He's not doing it. <laughs> what? No. Just going to the meet after the spring game. You believe that? I, I don't know. That's what he told us. Do two, do two sports athletes exist nowadays? I mean, like, come on. More, more likely not. You know what I'm saying? There's a few few guys I've seen, you know what I'm saying? But sorry. Hey, call Rod. Rod. <laughs> yeah, get him up. Yeah, call Rod. <laughs> I don't even. Uh, we'll, we'll leave it. We'll leave it. We'll leave it. I won't, I won't bother him. I won't bother him now. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the bottom of this. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Hey, we'll man, hey, maybe maybe he will be. I'll, I'll be surprised if he is. I go I go to the track meet too to see if he's there. Okay, yeah. Report back to us. Yeah, he's 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 on the investigative report on Rod Brown now. <laughs> yeah, report report back to us. Let us know. Um, all right. I think that's that's all we got. We got 15, 15 minutes, sixteen minutes. Uh, got got uh, everything in. Uh, but yeah, man. Uh, we appreciate you for joining us. We'll no, we'll definitely have to get you on again over the summer. Uh. Yeah, you know, sure. we'll see what you you get that bench press up a little bit. We can get you back on. <laughs> I got you, man. I appreciate y'all having me, though, for real. Like, it's nice, man. For real. Like, for sure. Like yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. For, for sure. We appreciate you coming on. Uh, and yeah, we'll we'll wrap it up there, man. Uh, thanks for joining us. We do, man. Hey, y'all have a good day, man. For real. You too. You later. Too. See you. later, man. All right, and we are now joined by Reed Smith of Mingreen 24-7. Reed, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well, Matt. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Uh, Colin's doing well as well, but that's right. We're not worried about him <laughs> right now. Uh, we have wow. very pressing very pressing matters to get to on this podcast. Yeah. Um, spring continues. Oh, we had you on two weeks ago, so it's been – couple weeks of spring ball i know the spring games coming up this weekend uh outside of quarterback which we'll spend a lot of time talking about quarterback but outside of that what what has stood out to you what are some notes that you have over the past couple weeks that you want to you know kind of like talking about you know i think that that safety and offensive line have stood out to me the most personally um you know there are those two impact transfers or what we thought were going to and still could be impact transfers and uh, Paolo Vipulu and um, Larry Moore on the line. But, you know, they haven't made an appearance in the first team yet. So we'll see if that changes in the fall. But the offensive line, you know, I think the, the big story there is that Jet Duncan has moved to center for the last two practices that media was available at and obviously the last spring scrimmage. And, you know, finding a, a replacement for who's the talisman of that group in Manasseh will, you know, be a story going forward you know from what we've seen jet looked pretty good on on uh last saturday but you know it, it's not a position that he's played in in about a year yeah so that will continue to develop and then just in terms of safety i think it's interesting to see that you know bryce linder was the standout safety on last saturday's scrimmage you know on the second team and, you know, I, I told y'all last week or a couple of weeks ago that Phil Hill was going to be my guy to watch. He's been pretty solid. Looking like at, at the moment that that safety group, you know, moving to the 335, 
Um, I think that it, it's going to be Phil Hill, Logan Wilson, and um, who are kind of carrying that that group a little bit there. So, a lot of things going on. Lots of things to talk about. We we've heard we've heard from players that Nick Nakwasa is is yeah. a good player. Uh, how does he factor into this defense? So he's playing the star position. So that's kind of their aggressive middle or middle safety role. Um, you know, I, I'm still trying to figure out all the different is, names. Still, the is positions. it like a nickel type? Yeah, thing? it's it's a nickel. So okay. he emphasized us when, and I say us, me and Brett Vita when we were there mm-hmm. uh, last week when we were speaking to him, um, that he's going to be you know rushing the quarterback a little more than okay. he's used to. So that's kind of the star role. It's not quite the hybrid that you know UNT fans saw previously with the Eagle of the last few years, but it's certainly a more, you know, quarterback pressure role than Nakwasa has been a part of. Sorry. Uh, how of the, how of the linebacker? Cause we just talked to uh, obviously Larry Nixon today uh, and he was talking about, he was playing in a lot more space. How, have, how's the linebacker position look different to you uh, in the scrimmages? I think what Larry said, obviously what Larry said is accurate. I think they're playing with a lot more space and, you know, with, with the loss of David of Katie, um, that group has is looking for a new leader, and it certainly looks like through everything that Larry Nixon is that guy. Uh, Jordan Brown has been pretty good this this uh, spring, so those are the two guys going forward that I think you can pretty much pencil them in for starters going into twenty three. Uh, who's been the, the running back that's gotten the most carries, or has it really just been evenly distributed? Well, Isaiah was out for a few – Isaiah Johnson was out yeah. for a few weeks, so uh, he's been out. But other than that, it's been Io and Akaika, so the, the normal suspects have been. And receiver? What, what receiver. Are you there? Well, I, I've been pretty impressed by Trey Cleveland. I mean, he's not, you know, been like – outstanding or anything but you know he, he makes a difference on, on the field and you know I think if I was going to give you one receiver I think could be a huge difference going forward it's Detravian Brown obviously we knew he was a, a deep threat from his 2021 performance I think everyone remembers that UTEP catch that mm-hmm. set them up for the game winning field goal but you know during spring and during the scrimmages I mean I, Ruder has found him a couple times Stones found him a couple times from deep and you know he's Tall kid, athletic, you know, someone who, who can really be an impact player going down the line for UNT. Yeah, it's another uh, another big receiver. So 6'4", 6'5", 6'2", right up the big receivers. You already kind of uh, brought up two names that have kind of been, I guess, bigger than we thought they would be in Stoneril and uh, Jace Reuter. Are they kind of, I guess, the ones battling it out? Because it almost seems like that looking at the unofficial stats. Obviously, Grant Gunnell, uh is no longer in contention for that one spot. Who's who's really yeah. looked good for you? You know, Jace Reuter has has just looked like the most complete quarterback so far. That's which, crazy to me. You know, yeah, time. And, you know, I think, <laughs> it's time, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, for people that covered the team and have watched the team, you know, it's the it seems like deja vu because, you know, Jace Reuter practiced extremely well in 2021, looked really good before the season started. That's how he won the job over yeah. Austin Ani. And, you know, you, you don't want to say 
you know, fool me once, but, but, you know, I think it, especially in spring ball, it has to be taken with a grain of salt. Jace Reuter's performance, not to say that, you know, he's not going to end up winning the job and, and being the guy going forward. But I mean, like I said, we, we've seen this before, you know, to where he practices really well, scrimmages really well, you know, going into fall in 2021, you know, played really well in that camp and won the job. But, you know, it's, I'm very, very reluctant with spring performances. And then just to mention that Stone Earl, I mean, he's been, you know, pretty solid. I, I think that's another one where, you know, Reuter and Chandler Rogers are, are getting the most first team reps. So they're playing against the first team defense predominantly. And then, you know, you see Stone Earl mixed in more with the twos defense, sometimes with three defense. So it's hard to really judge a performance based on on spring scrimmages due to the level of competition that they're facing. Right. So Jace Reuter, this is his year six. Yep. Um, like you said, we met we saw him in twenty twenty one, won the job, came out, yep. was awful, then they went back to Austinani and you know, we were t- we did a pod- I think it was me and Colin or me and John. I don't remember who it was. Did podcast on it and everything. But the, a, a big thing with him was he was like physically imposing. Like he's a he's a pretty decent. He has decent size, good speed. Do you see those physical traits still there, or is he just in the pocket kind of making all the throws? The physical traits are definitely still there. I mean, if you stand next to the guy, he's a solid. Yeah. he's a solid guy. You know, solid. Yeah. Um. Yeah, just a big solid dude. So, um. The physical traits are there, and even the the passing, like, mechanics are there. Jace Reuter, you know, there was a reason he was a four-star coming out of high school and, and went yeah. to North Carolina. There's a reason for that. But, you know, there's still a couple of underthrown balls. Roderick certainly has helped him a couple of times on some of those, some of those passes. But, you know, if we're, overall, I, just off the top of my head, I, I don't, I'm not looking at notes or anything. I think he went, like, 12 for 17 with a couple of touchdowns and an interception that was called back. Well, don't worry. Um, Colin has the has the numbers in front of him. Colin, yeah, you want to read them all off? Go. go that, yeah, for, for the last game, for all for of the last, yeah, I, just, I have everything combined. You want well, me to just last? Game. You don't have the last scrimmage anymore, Colin? Yeah, the last scrimmage. Uh, Jace Rudy had twelve seventeen, no interception because you said it got called back. One hundred and forty three yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, I don't know what the call. I don't know how they call things in spring scrimmages. <laughs> play it out, man. It's a scrimmage. Yeah, <laughs> let them play. Let the boys play. Exactly. All right, JD. So, um. Real quick, what have you seen from Chandler Rogers? Because I feel like we haven't talked about him or even like know much about him at this point. Not a lot, you know. I, I, I think every writer, including myself, when Chandler Rogers, you know, committed to UNT, I was like, okay, there's the starter. There's the 23 yeah. starter. It's not even a question anymore. 70 percent completion rating, you know. But so far, he hasn't really passed the ball much when. We brought this up to Eric Morris after last scrimmage and he only passed it, I believe, like six times. Colin, you can check me on that. It was either it was four to five six. Five times. Oh, sorry. Five seven times. times. Seven times. My fault. Yeah, seven times. And you know, he hasn't really gotten to toss the rock much, whether that be because constant pressure or, or not. Yeah. Uh, you know, his his running is is fantastic. Like his scramble ability, 
is the best on the team by far, you know, but, and he's shown how athletic he is. There was a play at the scrimmage on, on Saturday where he broke out to the left, probably was going to be a sack if it was real game, but broke out to the left. He was about to run between the safeties. They called it off so he wouldn't take a hit, but, you know, in the press box, we were like, you know, if he was not, if he was not, if the play wasn't called off, he would have split the safeties more than likely. So the speed, the athleticism, the running and scrambling ability is there, but we just haven't really seen enough of his arm to really judge it. Last question I have spring game on Saturday. Um, what outside of quarterback are you looking forward to seeing? Man, I think I'm I'm probably gonna be keeping an eye on on safeties a lot. You know, okay. I think because of the move to three three five and how important they are in Capone's defense, it, it's just so imperative to that they're you know one physically able to play in that defense set, and then two fast and athletic enough. So. From what we've seen so far on the scrimmages, they, they've been pretty decent. You know, Logan Wilson particularly has been, you know, going up against guys. And Morris said something about this the uh, two weeks ago to where, you know, Wilson has been going up against bigger guys on the and the, the receiving core and, you know, Akaka Ragsdale, people like that, and, and winning those battles on the edge. So, yeah. They don't need to be doing that across the board to stay successful. And I think with the spring game, they kind of have a chance to, you know, for fall camp, show us what they yeah. can do. Does Eric Morris have a something he says all the time or anything you've picked up on yet? <laughs> Not really. He doesn't have a one-day better or all three phases yet. We'll see if that develops <laughs> over time. All right. <laughs> Keep us updated. Keep yeah. us updated. There, he gets yeah. a slogan or something. Exactly. We need, yeah. we need to print the shirts if he does. <laughs> I feel like he can start saying some crazy. I don't know. I feel like he has something. I feel like he's like a low-key, clever, like funny guy. Oh, yeah. He's quick with. He's quick to the joke, and then you know, I think the last two scrimmages, he's been a little, yeah, a little bit has, standoff. Kind hasn't of been in a joking mood. Uh, yeah. If you watch the offense, then. You can see why he hasn't been in a very big joking mood, but so the defense has been winning consistently in both the scrimmages. Absolutely, no doubt the the defense has been have been the stars of the first two scrimmages. We'll see at the spring game, but so far, yeah, it's we'll see how the spring game goes. All, yeah. all right, anything else, Colin? I don't think so. I think I'm all right. All right, Reed, we appreciate you jumping on uh, outside the GAB live. Yeah. Yep. making yep. it work i gotta go back to class <laughs> all right get back in there man appreciate it Reed. Thanks, yep thank you yeah all right let's wrap this podcast up colin let's see let's get the formatting right mm. uh let me turn off the banners or the the logo the names okay what, what do you want to talk about what stood out to you you want to talk just quarterback? You want to just jump right to we'll, quarterback? We'll just, we'll just jump to – well, actually, no. I actually have one other question because he didn't mention Oscar Attaway. Well, he's still getting back to 100%. Okay. Like, so I, how, I long is it, how long has it been? It's been a long time. I don't know. Okay. So I, th- I thought that was interesting. But we can just jump straight into quarterback because, uh, obviously, that's the uh, thing that matters most. And if the offense isn't doing that well, usually it comes back to the quarterback. Bruni, 
Okay, Colin, you have the stats, the totals yeah. from Let the two just... scrimmages, unofficial stats from the two scrimmages. Can you read them off to us, please? Yeah. And also, we should preface this by saying Eric Morse said that they have their final four, if you want to call it that. Yeah, Greg Gannell's out. Grant Gannell is out. He's done. He's the, like, in American Idol when they send someone home. Does that automatically make him the fifth string? Yes. Dang. Grant Gannell to fifth string quarterback. How the mighty have fallen. How the mighty have fallen. Uh, Anyways. He should the transfer portal. Go to somewhere to yeah. play. Like uh, where where like Cason went, like some. Never mind. I'm sorry. That's that's mean. I feel um, like he could play. He could play. Uh, he could play somewhere. He could play at a uh, Rice Incarnate Word. There you go, Incarnate Word. Boom, Rice. Anyways, no, he here are the uh, you just Rice has JT Daniels now, Colin. Oh, right. <laughs> don't don't sleep on Rice. But they like to just maybe they just want him for the name. I feel like they just like to splash. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, there you go. here are the four uh, the four quarterbacks in contention. We'll start with Chandler Rogers through two scrimmages of unofficial stats, seven of 14, one pick for 32 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, there is no run game included in that. Obviously, yeah. uh, he's apparently shown off his athleticism. So take that for what you will. Uh, then we get to Drace Reuter, the, uh, the man himself who has by far the best stats out of this group, 15 of 22, 211 yards, four touchdowns, massive stat line. Stone Earl, the yeah. hero from last year, 11 of 18, one pick, 210, two touchdowns. And then J.D. Head, 11 of 18, 170 yards, two touchdowns. It what sounds do you, what like do you take Head, It sounds like J.D. Head is the fourth string, just from talking to Reed. Yeah. Um, because he kind of said Jace Reuter and um, – Chandler Rogers were running with the ones for the most part. And then you have um, Stone Earl running with the twos for, uh, you know, mostly. So you look at the just straight comparison of Reuter and, and Rogers, and it's not even close. Yeah. Right. The numbers are not even close. And I mean, we're talking four touchdowns. Um, we're talking how, how many yards did you say for Reuter? Uh, Reuter had 211 yards. 211 yards on how, what was the attempts again? Uh, 15 of 22. 15 of 22. So we're talking a little over about nine yards of attempt. I mean, that's the thing. Coming out of North Carolina, I thought he was going to be able to win the starting job from Austin Ani. And I think we, I we thought it wasn't going to be close. Before the 2021 season, I said, you have to start Jace Reuter because we know what Austin Ani is. We know his limitations. We know the completion percentage, all that stuff. And I said, you have to start Jace Reuter and give him a shot at being great. You have to give him a shot at being that quarterback that can take you to the next level because Austin Ani, in our opinion, was not that. Right. Well, they did that. Seth Luttrell did that. To his credit, he listened to me and started Jace Reuter. And it was god-awful. Like it, was, it looked like he had never played the position before. It was mm -hmm. interceptions. It was awful throws it was uncomfortable situations for him and he was gone just like that yeah yep. benched didn't play last year you know no sign of him and now we enter year six with jace Reuter. year six of not at north texas but you know in, in his career first three years at north carolina last three years now at north texas so how likely is it that he's had the breakthrough moment how likely is it that he has figured it all out how likely is it that he is actually able to be better than what Austin Ani was? Those are questions I don't think anybody has the answer to. Right. However, I, I come back to um, 
there was a player at LSU. I'm not going to say his name, but there was a player that in on the basketball court that was a great practice player, and the the coaches, two different coaches, said, "Man, this guy's going to be great this season. This guy's going to do this and that." He gets in the games, he's awful. Well, I talked to Will Wade, and he's like, "Yeah, man, that guy's great in practice, but I don't know what happens at games." So now I have that in the back of my head. Whenever I see athletes just maybe not live up to their practice, you know, performances. Right. And now I'm scared because what if that's what this is? What if it's literally just he's a great practice player and he's like physically great? Like he's 6'4", you know, like a rock, just looking great and everything like that. And then he gets in the games and we he looks like he did two years ago. Do you? Because I didn't cover the team last year. Did you watch this? Was he playing the spring game last year? Like, was he good? Is good again? I don't remember the spring game last year. No. Okay. But he didn't. I mean, he didn't play at all last year. And but obviously, this is a new coaching staff. This is my point. Yeah. Is that it's a new coaching staff, and seeing him for the first time, you might just be like, "Damn, this guy looks great." And he is. He is playing great. Fifteen to twenty-two, two hundred ten yards, four touchdowns. Like this is these are great numbers, and he's doing it in a situation where Reed, uh, Morris, um. All of North Texas Twitter is saying the defense is dominating. Yeah. So everybody says the defense is dominating, except for who? Jace Reuter. Yeah. I I don't know what else to say. Do we? I think you have to if you are Eric Morris and Jace Reuter continues this performance through the summer and through the fall. You have to start him. If he goes through. If he puts up this caliber performance in every single spring game and scrimmage and then goes in the fall and he performs like this, you have to start him. Yeah. No, I mean, I completely agree. Um, and I, I also wrote down the uh, what they were at a high school. Jace Reed obviously is a four-star. Chandler Rogers, we talked about, zero-star. We know the talent is there with Jace. Like you said, it could just be the, the sense of the, the practice player thing. But you need to start the guy that has, one, the most potential, and two, is showing you right in front of your face what he's capable of. And if that blows up in your face, then so be it. But it's, I feel like this is what I'm afraid of. I don't want it to be a situation that it's been the last four years where we're flip-flopping because Jace is doing really well, and then we go back to a Chandler Rogers or we go to a Stone Earl. Are you at all concerned about that happening? In year one of Eric Morris, I'm okay with it. I think I am. I think I'm okay with them not be with them not knowing. The problem is the scary part for me is they start the season with Cal at home. Yeah. If you if Cal is a you know it's a fine team it's a whatever it's a fine team but it is a winnable game if North Texas plays well and if they are actually a good team like it's a winnable game so for that reason is why I'm a little uncertain to where if you put Jace Reuter out there and he goes back to 2021 form, you lose that game. No matter how quickly you put Chandler Rogers in, if you put him in at halftime, the game's over. Like it, it, That's my concern is that you don't get to start off with an FCS school here. You start off with Cal at home. That's a big freaking game. Yeah. So you better hope if Jace Reuter rides this out and is actually this good, he is – everything you see in practice because if not you're going to start off 0-1 in what is in theory a winnable game right and a win that could set the tone for the season 
for the Eric Morris era, build fan support immediately. Like, because after that game, they go to at FIU and at La Tech. Even if you win those games, it's not at home, you know. It's not – it doesn't build it up the same. And then you get Abilene Christian at home, and then you're, you know, Navy on the road, Temple. Like, you just – that's a win that can do a lot of things for this program. Yeah. And Eric Morris. And we talked about it last year, or was it two years ago, whenever it was, um, where they had to change quarterbacks immediately. I think it was two years ago. Um, and we were like, well, by the time you change quarterbacks, the game's already done. You know what I mean? Exactly. So if Jace Ruder goes out there and throws a pick six, you're down seven zero, or you're down ten to zero, and then you put Chandler Rogers in, and he's a, you can't really win. Yeah, you're that. putting him in a bad situation. Yeah. So that's why it's a tough spot to be in. Um, like I said, I'm I have the the practice player thing where mm-hmm. some players just do better in practice than others. I've heard that a lot in every sport. In any sport, there are players that do well in practice, and there are players that you know do better in games. Um, I think we can both agree the safer option is still Chandler Rogers, right? Yes, because, because of his well, because there's completion percentage and his who has the better college tape. Yeah, I mean it's clearly still Chandler Rogers. Um, what's weird to me is that that's not showing so far in the scrimmages. Obviously, the spring game's coming up, so we'll see. Um, I do think it helps that Chandler Rogers is still playing with the ones. And it's not the situation because obviously we don't know. Um, it's not a situation yeah. where Stoner is also playing with the ones and, and performing better. So um, I think that that's good. How much stock do you think Eric Morris will put in Jace Ruder's previous tape with North Texas and how he's seeing him now? I think he should put something into it. Even no, though, but like ago. if you had to split it, like if you're like, all right, we've seen this before. Like, do you think he's thinking that or is he going, okay, let's just look. I think he has to have a fair bit of skepticism. Like I said, Chandler Rogers to me is the safe option here. He's Mm -hmm. the one that I think they should be like, all right, Jace Reuter is going to have to play out of his mind to win this job. And he is. Yeah. And so if he keeps it up, then okay. But we've seen, we have no tape on Jace Reuter outside of the first, what, two, three games of the season for North Texas in 2021. And they were not good. So that's the only tape we have. All right. Chandler Rogers, we have two years of tape on this guy. We know what he is at ULM. So I, I'm still with, if I had to place my money on who's going to be the starting quarterback game one against Cal, I'm still placing it on Chandler Rogers. Yeah. I, I completely is, agree. And it's just so very, it's going to, we'll see. We'll see if Jace Ruder can keep it up. Just to refresh everyone's memory, uh, Jace Ruder in 2020 played six games. Uh, 54% completion percentage, 571 yards, three touchdowns, five picks. Yeah. So it was not pretty. No. It was hideous. Actually, it was ugly. So, all right, that's it. We'll see how it goes. Um, we'll get, um, I think we have another player on deck next week. So we'll get that. Then we'll have a spring game reaction everything like that. And then we're going to start getting coaches as well. So be on the lookout for that. A lot of good things planned for the green room podcast. Uh, thank you all for getting us to 200 subscribers on YouTube. 205. 206 now, I think, actually. Yeah, my bed's not made again, though. Sorry. That's okay, Colin. You know, at least you showed us that you know how to do it. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I didn't do it. It was like that, and I've just been sleeping on top of it. Norma did it? Yeah. This man, Colin. Fraudulent. <laughs> Fraudulent bed maker. All right. Um... But that's it. That's all we got for y'all today. Hope y'all enjoyed the episode. Follow us on Twitter at Green Room UNT. Follow us on Spotify, Apple, 
wherever you get your podcasts on if you are watching on youtube subscribe leave a like comment and uh let us know what you think let us know do you think jace Ruder is the quarterback or is it going to be uh chandler rogers or is it going to be stone earl uh we'll probably run a poll at some point to see get the pulse of the of the fan base but yeah i should have worn my no, let me go get it okay what shirt oh yeah this shirt i forgot well you can wear it on the next you can wear it on the next basketball Look podcast isn't it weird that i have a shirt that has grant's face on it <laughs> like no, it's, it's like not, he's not even here it's anymore. not weird it's not weird look at that Mwah. i keep seeing pictures of him in red it's on my for you page on twitter now because i click kept clicking texas tech basketball and now it's just everywhere he's got like a nice like 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 a light red blazer now this dude just he's living life he's living life three million a year he's doing well he's doing well all right um we will talk to y'all later